the Titans, the Mount Rushmore players we all know the names of. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers. Then there are the Giants hoping to join this group. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Nonetheless, you can't forget about these new guys hoping to dethrone everything those that came before them created and blaze their own trail into NFL history. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Mac Jones. Men that won't let you forget who they are. And if you do, they'll be more than happy to remind you. This is the show where we'll talk about all those legacies and so much more. We'll follow these storylines from the beginning of the season all the way to the climax of the Super Bowl. We'll see Giants fall and watch new men who you never expected to take over stand tall. Through adversity and victory, the NFL has it all. We will cover every minute of it here. No buts about it. Hello out there, No Butts About It Nation. I'm Josh Butts here recording in a dorm room in Steubenville, Ohio. Stan the Jet Fan is here uh, in an apartment in Steubenville, Ohio, but we are not in the same location. If you're watching the YouTube channel, you're probably wondering why is the setup like this. And I believe, Stan the Jet Fan, you said you have a bottle of Jameson propping up your phone so that we can see you? That's correct. That's a professional studio way to do it. Yes. Very professional. We love it here. That's what we're all about here at No Buts About It. We are about innovation and making things work. Roughly. And Jameson. And Jameson. I've got my Yingling. Uh, we're not sponsored, but Yingling, if you want to sponsor us, that'd be pretty cool. Um, but that exploded on me. He's got his Jameson. Um, Chuss isn't with us tonight. He's out with a friend. This is an emergency episode of No Butts About It. Uh, Zach Wilson is out of a job finally. This has been we've been waiting on this for months. I thought this might happen on draft night, but it happened on draft week. Zach Wilson said he was going to make whoever the veteran quarterback they signed there. He was going to make his life hell, and we found out who that was today. It is officially Aaron Rodgers. He is the New York Jets' new starting quarterback. So we had to bring in Stan the Jet fan. All, all offseason we've been hearing Jets have leverage. Packers have leverage. Well, we finally got the trade. We know what it is. Who do you think won? Do you think the Jets won this trade? A lot of people are saying the Packers won this trade. Well, it's, it's going to be hard to say. I mean, this is something where we're going to look at a year and, and look at what happens. If Rodgers brings us to the playoffs, I think that's going to be a win. And I think it's very likely that he's going to be able to do that. If we can get Rodgers to the playoffs – and all we do is we pretty much trade first-round picks, right? We trade a fifth or sixth, so we're getting a sixth, they're taking, taking a fifth. And then there's one conditional second-round pick. Um, that conditional pick, I believe it's if Rodgers plays 75% of snaps. So all we're really losing is a seventh uh, – sorry, that second-round pick, plus we're taking a few trade backs and some other picks. I like this. Quite frankly, to get a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers is not very easy. And you're not really going to get them to free agency, at least in today's NFL market. So to get them in a trade where we're not losing a crazy amount, I'm happy with that. Um, Joe Douglas has been great in the draft process. I like most of his draft picks in the last two years. And his first year here, a little bit iffy, not too sure. There were a lot of injuries, a lot of COVID stuff. So I'm going to give him a little bit of a pass there. But I think with the picks we do have left, I think he's going to still be able to do a great job. The big thing I'm looking for as a fan is if he can, you know, make use of that 15 round pick to get a tackle or another position of need. So a lot of whether we win or don't win this 
for me, depends on how Joe Douglas utilizes the picks we have left and the picks that we traded uh, with the Packers for. I do think Rodgers is going to perform, and I think he's at the very least going to bring us to the playoffs. To me, that's the floor if for Rodgers. If he performs enough to bring us to the playoffs, I'll be content. Uh, to get a deep playoff run, that's when we can really talk about whether this whole Rodgers thing, you know, if, if we could keep it for two or three years rather than just one. Um, at the very least, right now, in, in getting a 13th uh, pick in the NFL draft before this, I didn't think we were going to get a quarterback to replace Zach Wilson. If anything, we'd have two Zach Wilsons. That's No one wants to have two Zach Wilsons. So to be able to move <laughs> up to Rodgers, get a few uh, trades and uh, some pick trades there, I'm happy with it. Okay, so I I was kind of not certain what I thought about the trade at first. I've been looking at a lot of other people's opinions, trying to build my own. It's an interesting trade. When it first, you and Chuss actually texted me at the same time that this happened. I was working out at the gym, so I wasn't the first one to be aware of it, of our little group. Um, you guys did beat Adam Schefter on Twitter, though, so I don't know how you knew, but you did. Um, congrats, I guess. But I was in the gym, and I said something like, Aaron Rodgers has been traded, and a bunch of people's heads all, like, shot up. And they're like, what What happened? What happened? So this was something that a lot of people were uh, waiting on. This wasn't even – a lot of these guys weren't even people that I thought were football fans, but they wanted to know was Aaron Rodgers going to be a Green Bay Packer? What was going on? Uh, let's break down the trade a little bit, though, because that's going to be a big part of this. You mentioned a couple of the things, but I want to really break it down. Uh, so the Jets, they're getting Aaron Rodgers, obviously. That's the big thing that the Jets are getting. Second thing they're getting is the a number 15th overall pick this year. Now, that's only two spots back from their original pick. They were pick 13. They're number 15 now. Okay. Uh, 2023 fifth-round pick, that number 170, that could be anything really. Who knows? I I don't like to put a lot of stock in draft picks. But fifth-round pick, you can maybe get a decent uh, lineman, maybe a receiver out of that. This is a deep lineman class. Maybe not so much for receivers. And you guys don't really need receivers, but maybe a guy to build some depth. Uh, Packers got pick 13, so they got that first-round pick. They moved up two spots. Uh, They got a 2023 second-round pick, which is pick 42. They got a 2023 sixth-round pick, which is pick 207. And that conditional 2024 second-round pick that becomes a first if Aaron Rodgers plays 65% of plays. You said 75%. It's actually only 65%. So that is, like, very likely going to happen unless Aaron Rodgers gets hurt, like, week one or something. So I I think this is a – I was watching Tom Grossi, his opinion of it, because he is a Green Bay Packers fan, and he seemed to be very of much of the p- opinion that the Jets won, but he couldn't say that because he's a Packers fan. But he, like, had all these reasons the Jets won in his, like, eight-minute video that he posted. And I'll put the link in the bio because I like his content. And I want to make sure that we cite our sources. But um, he he kind of seemed to the opinion that the Jets won that. But at the same time, 
he wanted to say the Packers won. I think the Packers did win. I mean, Aaron did. They didn't win, but they they got what they needed. Aaron Rodgers wasn't going to play for the Packers, and they dealt him, so they got some stuff for him. That's what's important. Uh, that fir- extra first rounder next year is going to be very helpful, even if it does end up being a high twenty, low thirty, or or a thirty pick. If you guys go to the Super Bowl or win the Super Bowl, but I mean, this is. This is interesting. I think what would be really funny, though, is if the Packers, with that pick 13, went and got uh, Jack Jackson Smith-Najigba, who's, like, the best-ranked wide receiver right now that I've seen, because that was the big thing with Aaron Rodgers was they weren't getting him weapons, and now they might go out and get another weapon. So uh, do you feel at all that you would have done something different? Does that 65% affect anything for you? Um. Well – there's a reason why I'm not an NFL GM. Um, I, I think I think both teams are better off because of this. As you did mention, you know, Rodgers and the Packers, they're done. They, there was no hope for them fixing that. It wasn't like Aaron Rodgers was a guy who they were hoping to start themselves. So the Packers, I think, do win to that regard because Aaron Rodgers did say if he doesn't go to the Jets, he was going to retire. So they took a player who otherwise was ready to retire and were able to get some value from him. I think the Jets also win, though, because as I mentioned before, it's very hard to find a quarterback of that level in the NFL today. So to get someone like that in, without losing a, an insane amount of picks, I think that makes sense. We also were able to retain a lot of value, like with you know trading the 13th and 15th. I think that's a great move. Uh, by Joe Douglas. You know, we're only moving two back, and we really don't – I think for, for us right now, we need a few depth pieces here and there, um, and we really need a tackle. I think in a 15th spot, you could probably find quite a few tackles still on the board. So, for me, I think both teams did very well on this. Again, I think if you want to declare a specific winner, that's really going to depend on how Joe Douglas picks these the rest of these uh, draft picks. That's, that's, that's going to be the deciding factor for me as a fan to see. And if you look at some of the past picks we've had, like the ones with Darnold, um, look at who we got from that. You know, that, to me, that right there was showing, okay, if, if we had a different GM, a different group using these picks, maybe it's a different story. Maybe the Jets would have lost that Darnold trade. But it definitely worked out for us because we had a good GM. So for the Jets moving forward, a lot of this does depend on uh, Joe Douglas's ability to use those later round picks. Um, you mentioned the fifth one, how like you know maybe you might only get you know backup, uh, you know a starter wide receiver. You may not get too much value there. But you know what I'm thinking of is you know think of Braxton Barrios. What did he add? Well, he was never a star for us, but he was a great player on that team. So you could get a player like that in the fifth round. So I, I think Joe Douglas, if he could continue drafting at the way he's drafting, I think the Jets are going to come out of this on top. For me, the biggest question I have left is what happens after Rodgers. Um, you know, we don't know if Rodgers is going to play one season and then retire or if he's going to have enough to go for two, three, four seasons and retire. Four seasons seems, you know, it would be unimaginable right now. Um, but we don't know what how much he has left in the tank. That is going to put a lot of pressure on the Jets because, okay, you, you put a band-aid on the problem for now. If you don't make a Super Bowl run in the next two years, what, what comes next? If Zach Wilson's gone... If Rogers is ready to retire, what happens next? That's a big question for me. So I think that's an interesting point you brought up. And that's something I was kind of thinking about. I think Zach Wilson should use this as a learning. I think he'd be stupid to not learn that use this as a learning opportunity. 
Because first of all, we know Zach Wilson has some potential. I've talked about that on the show last year. I thought he was going to have a breakout season. I was wrong. But I think the potential is still there. And he showed something at the draft that the Jets clearly liked to draft him number two overall. You don't just go number two overall randomly. It doesn't happen. But I think most of his issues stem from a lack of maturity and a lack of ability to take the blame and kind of he kind of pushed the blame to everyone else. Uh, I forget what exactly he said, but it was that game where the against the Patriots where I think the score ended up being like 6 to 3 or something stupid and the reporter asked him, "Hey, uh do you think it was your fault for not putting up points and the defense held them to like through zero points most of the game?" And he said, no, like it wasn't my fault that we didn't put up points or the offense. It wasn't the offense's fault for putting up points. It was a stupid response um, either way. But I think if I'm Zach Wilson, he's, he said he's going to make this guy's life hell. So, okay. You're going to fight Aaron Rodgers for the starting spot. Good luck, I guess. I mean, you should stay competitive, but you're not going to win the starting spot over Aaron Rodgers. He's Aaron freaking Rodgers. He's a walking hall of famer playing in the NFL right now. They're not going to bench him for you, buddy. I'm sorry. But sit back, watch, see how Aaron reacts with the media, see how Aaron interacts with the locker room, see how these things go down. Because this guy's been in the league since 2005. He understands the spotlight better than most guys in the NFL. I think that we would be stupid – Okay. If you heard screaming, that was my roommate walking in to the room. So I'm just going to come at that straightforward. Anyway, um, but no, if you're Zach Wilson, you're going to sit down and you're going to say, what is this Hall of Famer done and how can I improve my game to be more like it? I think that's what I would do. And then say Aaron Rodgers only plays for two seasons with the Jets. Maybe he plays only one. Maybe y'all win the Super Bowl somehow, and he's like, okay, I'm going to go out on a high note. He retires. Then Zach Wilson says, okay, this is my second second chance, and I'm going to go out and show what I've learned. Because Robert, it doesn't seem like Robert Sala has given up on Zach Wilson yet. Have you gotten that? Like, Is that something you've read, you've seen too? It seems like Robert Sala still wants Zach Wilson to be the guy eventually. I think Sala and Douglas are both backing on Wilson. Um, at, at the beginning of last season, they said that he is not, you know, going to be anyone but the Jets starter. And we saw how that turned out. If anything, Salah is very disappointed. One, uh, as you mentioned, with uh, Wilson's inability to take responsibility, which means, yeah, taking the success when that comes, but also taking the blame when you play terribly. Um, but also uh, it lies on Wilson getting injuries and, you know, having trouble that maybe he couldn't control. So maybe – uh, if I was to guess, Salah can see some potential there. Whatever they saw previously with him, they're still going to try to bring that out. Uh, you know, Zach Wilson is still a player on your roster. As long as you have him, you're going to try to do something with him. Um, you did, you know, spend a lot of time talking about Rodgers and, and that connection between how Wilson can learn from Rodgers. Um, I don't know if you remember this, but the Jets and Packers actually had a joint camp uh, last preseason. I believe it was last preseason. And I remember Wilson uh, in an interview after saying he learned a lot from Rodgers that in those, whatever, three, four days, maybe even less than that, that they practiced with Rodgers, Wilson claiming he learned a lot from him. 
So guess what, Wilson? You got your wish. You're going to be with the guy who you're able to learn with, who you're able to learn from for an entire season, possibly more than one season. So for Wilson, this is your opportunity to, you know, you're working with a guy who you've worked with before, who you've learned from before, and now you're going to be able to sit in the same locker room with him. You're going to be able to play behind him, learn how he plays, you know, admire and learn. And that to me is where Wilson needs to uh, focus his attention if he's going to succeed. If he can do what he claims he's done in the past, which is learn from Rodgers, he'll be fine. I mean, if he's even half the quarterback Rodgers was, if he's able to bring in Rodgers' ability to work in a locker room, and Rodgers was a pretty loved player by his teammates, despite being quite controversial in the news. You know, think about that. Think about how Wilson, how the you know, locker room moved away from him after he made some idiotic comments. <laughs> if, if Wilson can pick up from that, I think he has a great future. For sure, for sure. Um, and yeah, if there's a quarterback that knows how to navigate the news and bad press better than anyone else, it's probably Aaron Rodgers. It's Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. Those two are in the running for it. But most recently, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers w- was named COVID MB- MVP, as Pat McAfee calls him. Uh, I mean, he he's not washed. People are saying he's washed, but he's been. And those same people defend Lamar's 2019 MVP, and they're like, oh, yeah, he won the MVP in 2019. Well, Aaron Rodgers has won it more recently, and he won it twice in a row. And so, I mean, he's not washed. He's not going to be your quarterback for the next 10 years, but he's not washed. Uh, The fact, the fact that I told you before we started recording, I had said there's this little fun fact that I found that I thought you might be interested in. And that is that Tom Brady has had more top 10 defenses since turning 42. And that is three. three. So he has had three since he turned 42 than Rodgers had in his entire career. Rodgers only has had two top 10 defenses his entire career. Um, For those of you who don't realize what I'm getting at, I'm sure Stan has figured it out. The New York Jets were not just a top 10 defense. They were a top five defense, ranking number four overall, uh, only behind the 49ers, which phenomenal defense, Buffalo Bills, phenomenal defense, Baltimore Ravens. I didn't realize they were that good, but okay. New York Jets, and then my Bengals came in fifth. So definitely in some good company there in the top five. But you've got Aaron Rodgers. you got Aaron Rodgers. You've got a top five defense, and it's only the third time in his career that he's had a top five defense. You've got to be ecstatic, right? I mean, if if I'm a New York Jets fan, this is the year to have a season ticket, if anything. I mean, you get to go see Aaron Rodgers play in New Jersey. That's right. New, the New York Jets play in New Jersey. It's a whole thing. But um, you, I'd imagine when you go – home, you're going to want to be going to the games, right? You're going to be wanting to spend some money to see Aaron Rodgers. Of course. So I think that's another brilliant move by the New York Jets because five years ago it was like, at least for people outside of New York, it was like, oh, shoot, our team's playing in New York. Well, damn, we don't really want to go watch those guys. I mean, we're going to go see someone get hit in the head by a punt or something. I mean – the New York Jets were a joke. I mean, the Bengals were a joke too. And it's it's interesting to see how the the teams have changed. Now the Patriots are the joke of the AFC East. I mean, as someone who grew up 15 minutes from that stadium, who grew up right outside New York City, I can tell you the Jets have always been a joke. The Giants have always been the better team. 
even when they weren't the better team, they've always been the better team. Aaron Rodgers changes this. He might be the first star quarterback besides, you know, Sanchez, if you could count him, in my lifetime. You know, he's the first guy who's coming to this locker room as a bona fide legend in this sport. The Jets haven't really had that. I mean, and, and we're having him at, at the first quarterback star that we're having in so long with such a strong young roster. You mentioned that top five defense. You also have, you know, some amazing wide receivers. You know, that, that's why I'm not even concerned about the wide receiver uh, room at this point for the first time in, <laughs> what, eight, ten years as a Jets fan. Um, running back-wise, we had Zonovan Knight, uh, you know, pull up at the end of the season. Uh, but now we're getting Brees Hall, who got injured last season, coming back. And even if he takes some time to, to heal from that ACL, as often does happen, he's, he's still going to be a great running back in, for a team that has already a great passing game. So we're having so much coming uh, into this season. Uh, you know, offensive rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year. We are the team to watch, in my opinion, in New York. And this is going to be our season. Will we go to the Super Bowl? I'm not sure. At this point, uh, we have to see how Rodgers fits in. We have to see if the rest of this offense is able to step up and work with him. But compared to these you know, last 10-ish seasons that I've been watching the Jets very closely, I've never seen them this good. I've never seen them this dominant looking. And with Aaron Rodgers at the helm, with Rob Sala, who, you know, I have a lot of, you know, I have a lot of confidence in him. And with Joe Douglas, who's my favorite manager I've ever seen for this team, I am excited. I think, yeah, you're going to see a lot of season tickets sell this year. I think our preseason games are going to be hard to get tickets for. And as you might know, one of my favorite traditions of the year in August, before we come back to Franciscan for school, is to go to one of those preseason games. I cannot be more excited to see that preseason game this year. I mean, for people who don't follow the sport, it it's just sounds like you're – kind of gushing over Aaron Rodgers, which you are, but I think there's legitimacy to it because the Jets have sucked forever. Like, they suck. They've got – Aaron Rodgers has, I think it was more playoff wins in his career than the Jets have since, like, ever or something. There was some weird stat. It was 10 and 11. But the even bigger ridiculously large stat is the Jets haven't had a 4,000-yard passer since Joe Namath. And Joe Namath, Joe Namath won Super Bowl three with the New York Jets. Three. Not 30. Three. It's been that long. We're in the 50s on the Super Bowls now. And speaking of Joe Namath, that's something I really respected about Aaron Rodgers. Joe Namath said, hey, Aaron, if you want to wear number 12, you can have it. They retired my number, but you take number 12. You're another Hall of Fame quarterback. And it's being reported Aaron's going to wear number eight, which was his college number. I respect that. Like, it's kind of a game respect game thing. I don't know if that's what Aaron was thinking or if he just wanted his college number, but I respect it. I think it's cool that he's letting them keep uh, the number 12 retired because that's a big name in New York. Uh, Joe Namath, obviously. Broadway Joe. Um, Would you, as a Jets fan, have been okay with Aaron wearing 12? Would that have bothered you having two Hall of Fame twelves? I've never been one to care about numbers, so not really. <laughs> what, what's more important to me is that name on the back. I think that is what I see when I think name. If I don't even care about the number, I see those six letters. Uh, and with Broadway Joe, he is for us Jets fans. I'm kind of happy to move beyond him. I'm kind of happy to say, you know what? Let's have let's have a number twelve 
uh, or you know number eight, but a guy who wore that number twelve, who is more recent than Joe Namath. You know, I want to see some new, fresh blood again. It's been so long. I think you remember uh, I talked with you about this before. One of my favorite quarterbacks earlier for the Jets was Geno Smith, and we all saw that turned out. I mean, he had a great last season, but with the Jets, you know, the fight and everything, not a great situation. I am. I've never been more pumped, and I am gushing over Aaron Rodgers, not so much because of what he is, but with what he brings to this team. Because do I think he's going to be prime Aaron Rodgers? Of course not. Do I think he's going to – I mean, even if he doesn't have that 4,000-yard season, he's still so much better than what we've seen in this locker room in the, uh, the green and white. So I'm so excited to see him wear those colors, to see him bring something to the team. And again, in a position that we have not had a dominant quarterback – in so long so that is what excites me about this guy that is what excites me excites me about having Aaron Rodgers with a top defense with amazing wide receivers and amazing running back I mean short of injury I think Aaron Rodgers gets a 4,000 yard season easily your wide receivers are insane there's no reason for him to not get it um I I don't have any anything more to ask I mean obviously you're super excited about this I think it's going to be fun to watch. The AFC just got a lot harder. Jalen Hurts should also be excited because he is now officially the best quarterback in the NFC. Um, I don't. I don't think anyone can dispute that. To be honest, uh, maybe Matthew Stafford, but I, I, I'd, I'd say Jalen Hurts. Do you have anything else you want to add about how excited you are? Anything you want to tell the fans? No, I mean I'm not going to make any season predictions right now. We have, we have plenty of time to see. <laughs> how the rest of that roster looks, how the draft looks. I'm really excited for the draft. I know you are. Mm-hmm, so we'll mm-hmm. see what happens next. Thank you for having me on the show. It's always a pleasure to be here. Real quick, real quick, since I don't know if we'll be able to talk before the draft that is coming up. Who do you want to see the Jets draft first round? I don't know. You have no idea? No idea. I, I have some <laughs> ideas. I've read a lot of articles, a few articles online. I have a general idea. I know which positions I want to see. I definitely want to see a tackle for that early, for that 15th uh, pick. Um, in regards to what happens later, I'd like to see some guy to potentially take Braxton Barris' spot. You know Braxton Barris, despite not being you know a top 10 player throughout his career with the Jets, he's still probably one, one of the top five players I've ever watched that I love watching. I love watching him. I love seeing what he brings to this team, what he brings to the locker room. So I'd like to see a replacement for him. Um, I think on defense, we're looking really good. I really want to see uh, something more in the linebacker room. I think that linebacker room, we have so many great pieces, but we also have some great weaknesses there. So to see them add to the linebacker room, I'm definitely going to keep my eyes open on that. Um, there are <clears throat> excuse me, there are some rumors and some potential that perhaps uh, the NFL's best punter will not be starting for the Jets next season. So we'll keep an eye on that if the Jets do try to get a punter. Um I hope they don't, but we'll see what happens there. <laughs> the first ever punter drafted in the first round. That'd be such a Jets thing to do. You guys are on this high, and drafting a punter in the first round would uh, perfect that. But now, for uh, me, for me, if they draft a punter in, in that in the, one of the late rounds, I will be beyond upset. Not because it's a bad pick to get a punter in the late round. Punter's still an important position, but because I do not want to see Braden Man move on. Hashtag punter love. Anyway, uh, thank you for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed, please remember to like, comment, and subscribe. It helps us out immensely, more than you know. We can be found anywhere you listen to podcasts and on YouTube at No But Show. 
Our social media pages are nobuts underscore show on Instagram and nobuts show on TikTok. Chuss runs both of those and has posted nothing on the TikTok. So go follow it anyway and then message Chuss and yell at him. My Twitter is Josh underscore butts underscore 2001. I post on that and check it daily. So uh, if you want to talk to me, feel free to hang out. And if you'd like to reach us, you can email us at bullmoosepodcast2. That's the number two at gmail.com. Finally, our spread shop where you can help support the show will be in the description. So check it out. Uh, it's got merch. We got T-shirts. We got the Let Somebody Cook apron. That uh, That's Chuss's thing he likes to yell. He's been yelling it at the Jets before. I'm thinking he's going to be yelling it at the Commanders this year. Even if you just buy a sticker, it helps us out huge. It's great help, and it helps us advertise, if anything. Anyway, once again, if you enjoyed today's show, like, comment, and subscribe. Until next time, go do something nice for someone.